Hello there, history rockers, and welcome to another Cold War special. Um, how are you? How's your uh, bank holiday weekend going? I uh, hope you're having good times, and you're working hard, of course, which I'm sure you all are. Um, I just want to uh, to say, actually, I accidentally tripped over the reviews for History Podcast, the History Rocks podcast, on Apple last night. And I don't have an Apple phone. I'm an Android girl through and through. Uh, but I had a look at it and I had no idea that people were reviewing it. And we are a solid five-star performance. And that is just, it's so touching to me. I just want to say a big thank you to all of those who are still listening, not just here, but around the world as well. It's incredible. Um, I also want to make a bit of a plea uh, that teachers out there and students out there, if you're listening, can you spread the word? Let's try and spread the word even further than we are right now. I know there's a lot of people um, that have never heard of the History Rocks podcast that would really, really benefit from it. So if you are a member of a Facebook group or um, some kind of consortium or you've got some friends on Instagram or something like that, it would give me great pleasure if you can spread the word. Let's help lots and lots of students on the build-up to the summer exams. Um, so I'm going to start today with a little joke. As you know, they are still pretty crummy. Uh, but I came across this one. Somebody sent me this one yesterday. So I just want to share it with you. Um, a schoolboy is in the Soviet Union, is writing his weekly essay that he has to do. And um, the opening sentence to this essay is, uh, is this. He says, my cat just had seven kittens. They are all communists, full stop. So he gets good marks for that, that little essay. Second week, the following week, um, he goes back to his, uh, his little essay. And uh, he writes this. He says, my cat, my cat's seven kittens are all capitalist. And um, the teacher reminds him that the previous week he'd said that all the kittens were communists. And uh, the little boy says, well, yes, but now they've opened their eyes. Bum bum. Yes, they've opened their eyes. Open their eyes. To the yes, okay. <laughs> Let's not labour that one. Okay, so where are we up to? We are still, I think, in Asia. Uh, previous episode, we were looking at why the Americans got involved in the first place. Um, and we spoke about Truman and Eisenhower in particular, and, you know, the French pulling out of Indochina, their loss at Dien Bien Phu, that sort of thing. So we're going to power through a bit more on Vietnam, look at Kennedy a little bit today, I think. Um, and uh, obviously, then we'll move on to Nixon later. Um, so if you remember the reasons why Kennedy became involved in Vietnam, we mentioned that, um, you know, he subscribed to containment um, and picked up on Eisenhower's domino theory. He, he agreed with that. Uh, during his election campaign, don't they all, you know, you might be thinking this is all very familiar, Mel. Um he was banging the drum about um, being tough on communism. Uh, lots of Cold War rhetoric. 
Uh, the other thing to note about Kennedy is that he is very young. He's very inexperienced. And consequently, then, he is um, influenced a lot by advisors around him. A bit like Eisenhower was, actually. Um, in particular, Robert McNamara, who becomes the Secretary of Defense, and Dean Rusk, who uh, becomes the Secretary of State. Both of those positions in the government are really, really significant. Um, and they were known to be hawks. So uh, by what we mean by that, we've got hawks and doves. Doves are the ones that are looking for sort of diplomatic settlements to things, negotiations, etc. Hawks um, will often resort to some kind of military strategy to deal with the problem. We also mentioned that Kennedy was a Catholic and that his family friend was, uh, well, Joseph McCarthy, of all people. Um, be careful with overemphasizing that too much. I mean, I think it might play a role a little, you know, certainly Kennedy will dislike the state atheism within communist countries, but I wouldn't over-egg it too much like, oh, he was best pals with Diem, because that's just not the case. That would be really um, exaggerating it. Now, before he got involved in Vietnam, there was a couple of events in particular that indicated that Kennedy had failed in his foreign policy. Um, the big issue um, was at the Bay of Pigs, which is in Cuba. Uh, the new Cuban leader there, Fidel Castro, had actually taken over a number of American companies, um, nationalised them, actually, and um, basically, uh, the Americans were very upset about this. They'd tried to get rid of Fidel Castro uh, by using a number of Cuban exiles and the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, um, to stage um, an overthrow. Uh, problem is, is that Kennedy backed down on sending American um, air support in and the American Marines in to support the invasion. Uh, plus, the Cubans were tipped off. And so they just sort of captured all of these ex-Cuban exiles when they went in, arrested them, and it was an absolute embarrassment to Kennedy. He'd failed on it terribly. At Laos as well, um, he was worried about a Soviet-backed communist victory there. He sent in military advisors to the Laotian uh, leader and basically they try to neutralize the country uh, so that you don't get um, you know a, a communist government eventually they agree to a coalition um, which I guess is not a lose for Kennedy but nor is it an outright win he's, he's not prevented communists from having any level of control in Laos so quick events one after the other that seemed to demonstrate that despite his rhetoric during the election campaign, is he, is he really that tough on communists, on communism? He needs, basically, a win. He needs to do something, achieve something, that would demonstrate that he is going to take a firm line against communism. Um, so what were his aims and methods? Well, um, Kennedy was opposed to the Geneva Agreement, okay, for elections in Vietnam. Um, even as a senator, he was against that. He knew that Ho Chi Minh would win in that area, so he didn't want any elections to take place. 
in Vietnam at all. Okay, wanted to prevent that from happening. Um, he was always seems to be against the idea of sending in ground troops. Um, he did increase the number of military advisors um, to about 16,000 um, under the direction of something known as the MACV. Yeah, they supervise them, the Military Assistance Command Vietnam. Uh, so, yes, multiple occasions you'll notice when you're reading about the, uh, Kennedy in Vietnam, uh, he has the opportunity to send in ground troops, but he, he, he's against it. He always resists the advice from Robert McNamara and Rusk on that. Uh, what else does he do? Well, he sends in lots of uh, equipment, helicopters in particular, uh, to help the movement of the ARVN troops. So those are the troops from South Vietnam. Um, and reconnaissance missions and things like that, fire support. Um, he starts introducing defoliants. Um, and you've probably heard all of the scandal about Agent Orange in particular and how it led to all sorts of birth defects and poison the rivers and things like that within Vietnam. Um, but the reason they were using these defoliants was so that it would strip some of the um, the foliage from the trees so that they can take clear photographs of bases, um, communist bases and things like that, or see where troops are moving uh, through the jungle, because it is jungle, remember, in Vietnam. Um, he also set up a special sort of counterinsurgency force these were known as the Green Berets. Uh, they were meant to be mobile and flexible, so they could sort of move around the country and respond to things as and when they happened and cooperate with the ARVN. Um, and in addition, um, from sort of 62, he encourages DM, the leader of the South, to create these strategic hamlets. Um, the idea being that they're going to try and isolate the ordinary peasants from um, the communists, from the Viet Cong. Um, very unpopular, actually, with the local population, this, because what it entailed was um, peasants being moved from uh, homes where they might have lived for generations, where their religious sites and burial areas and things like that were, um, forcibly moved, um, often made to build their own strategic hamlets. Um, and the reforms that the Americans told um, DM to carry out on the strategic hamlets, so things like, you know, basic health care, uh, basic education, things like that, never happened. He built way too many of these strategic hamlets, so there wasn't enough people to defend them. And um, it really sort of lost the hearts and minds of the local population. He found that um, often the peasants were collaborating with the communist forces, um, probably increased actually as a consequence of the strategic hamlets. They weren't a particularly effective method in isolating them at all. Um, so yes, in part the, the idea was probably potty, but I think Diem's execution of it uh, didn't help either. Um, and he, Kennedy put a lot of pressure on GM to carry out reforms generally, um, particularly in relation to sort of, you know, religious freedoms and things like that as well, um, none of which he does. Um, 
Diem then becomes an increasing problem for Kennedy and his administration. And um, they heard that um, there was a plan by a number of um, military personnel in Vietnam to have him assassinated. Um, and he is assassinated on the 2nd of November in 1963 with the encouragement of um, the, that man, that ambassador, Henry Cabot Lodge, um, who believed actually that Diem was a significant obstacle to the American victory uh, and the South Vietnamese victory. Um, and basically, though, he sort of covertly supported it, um, although the Americans publicly denied any American involvement at all. Um, so the ARVN, the South Vietnamese Army, uh, turned out to be very weak, um, very cowardly. We've got episodes of where they've run away from battle at, at back in 1963. Um, you know, the general, uh, General Cow, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, was unwilling to carry on fighting and um, Diem ignored the American advice on troop redeployment. Um, Diem, we know, we just said, refused to implement any reforms. We've got a number of um, Buddhist um, protests going on within Vietnam, including some of them actually setting fire to themselves. The 73-year-old Buddhist monk uh, Thich Quang Duc um, set himself alight, uh, which was particularly alarming to the Americans. Um, and Madame Nu, who was a wife of Diem, um, basically, you know, said some pretty awful things about it, plus promoted really unpopular bits of legislation, such as the banning of boxing matches in Vietnam. Um, GM was also blamed then by the Americans for the failure of the strategic Hamlet program. So because DM is proving to be a real obstacle to what the Americans are trying to achieve there, uh, this is why Ambassador Henry Cabot Lodge believed that DM um, should go and that they should, uh, you know, secretly support the attempt to assassinate him. Um, but when he's gone, actually... I think, the assassination of Diem, um, it leads to much more instability in the region because we have quite a number of governments rise and fall after him. And um, it really does end up with a much greater involvement, I think, from the Americans in Vietnam afterwards because, um, well, you know, they've probably weakened the South Vietnamese government even further um, and they need to get involved much more. Right, okay, so um, that gives you a bit of an overview of uh, Kennedy. Um, so let's leave it there for today. We'll carry on um, having a look uh, later on, of course, at Nixon's involvement and Johnson's involvement in Vietnam. Um, according to the spec, we should take our look at um, Cuba next, given that we're on the issue of Kennedy. So we might hop on to that later. Um, we mentioned a little bit about Castro a moment ago. So we'll do that next. Um, and I'm going to sign off for today. Uh, teachers out there, remember, there's lots of lovely training events coming up in June and July of this month. 
uh, next month, I should say. Uh, so if you would like to get involved, get on the History Rocks uh, website and book yourself in. Um, also, there is going to be, if you live in the north, it sounds very Game of Thrones, that doesn't it? If you live in the north, um, we are organising an A-level history teach meet uh the first of its kind actually so if you are around and you want to come and see us at the end of june june 26 is the date um we have booked for it can you drop me an email on hello at historyrocks.co.uk and i will send you all of the details okay so uh, have a great afternoon and uh, i'll speak to you soon bye now